Okay, this is Mike, and welcome to episode two of my Dissecting Philately podcast, a podcast that kind of explores the intersection of teaching about the human body and its organization and stamp collecting. So I am at the Denver International Airport. I'm getting ready to take a a little bit of a break, um, personal trip. Had a long semester teaching anatomy with the medical students and also teaching the physician and assistant students a little bit too. So maybe in each one of these episodes, I'll give you a little bit of um, anatomy and a little bit of philately. So on the anatomical front, I think what I could just discuss real quick right now um, is a little bit of an overview of sympathetic innervation of the abdomen. So this is um, basically what I just covered with the physician assistant students this morning. So an academics day never looks the same from day to day. And, uh, you know, this morning was two hours in anatomy lab with the physician assistant students. So basically what I got to do was have a group of about 44 students um, work with me in lab and they were split up into um, viewing uh, dissected images, um, structures on a cadaver with uh, graduate student teaching assistants. And then they came into a a bone room with me, um, a museum room that has bony specimens labeled. And we talked about um, concepts relevant to the the gastrointestinal tract. So it was a good opportunity now that it's week three of the block for the learners to kind of start assembling things and bringing things together. The first two weeks were on the upper gastrointestinal tract and lower. So many of the course objectives for these two regions of the body, um, these two parts of the the GI tract is to understand and well to be able to describe and summarize the the innervation of this viscera. And you'll probably recall that uh, viscera innervation is through the autonomic nervous system. So it was really good to uh, get with the learners, help them bring everything together, uh, kind of assemble a, a master view of how the pathways from the, uh, the CNS to the PNS are, are assembled and organized. And it was just a real good opportunity to review that every autonomic pathway is a two-neuron chain. So within the efferent divisions uh, of the autonomic nervous system, you've got sympathetic and parasympathetic. And we were able to talk about where are the uh, two neurons in these pathways. And a good way to approach that is to think about, well, where are the cell bodies and the axons of each neuron in this two neuron chain? So I won't drag this on, but uh, too much longer and in too much more detail, but essentially, with regards to sympathetic innervation of the abdomen, uh, what we were able to do is really pattern things such that we talk about preganglionic cell body is in the lateral horn of the gray matter of the spinal cord. That's gonna be between T1 and L2, so thoracic level one, lumbar level two of the um, spinal cord. And this corresponds to our thoracolumbar outflow. And so the cell bodies are there, and then the axons come out um, along the ventral ramus to drop into the sympathetic chain. But of course, they don't synapse there. Those axons pass through the chain, and they come out, and they they form um, a named nerve that is a visceral nerve. And our our other term for a visceral nerve is splanchnic. So let's think about upper thoracic level and how the um, uh, greater splanchnic nerve is now emerging from. Uh, the thoracic uh, sympathetic chain levels. 
And uh, we were able to review specifically that the greater splanchnic nerve is going to contain multiple sympathetic chain levels, specifically T5 through T9. And so then we were able to discuss how the greater splanchnic nerve is now going to target a collection of cell bodies outside of the CNS. That concept is called a ganglion, and specifically the ganglion that's targeted is the celiac ganglion. So we talked about then how the second neuron in the two-neuron chain has its cell bodies in the celiac ganglion, and how then the axons leave the celiac ganglion to go to the target viscera. Now we don't name the coalescence of axons that come out of the celiac ganglion. We don't refer to that as a nerve, but rather we refer to that as a periarterial plexus. And that plexus for the celiac ganglion, the, for that pathway that we're discussing, that's going to take the postganglionic sympathetic axons out to viscera that is derived from the embryological foregut. So as you can just uh, appreciate, that review and that description is very dense. There's a lot of very precise terminology that's used to make it even harder. It's, uh, it's a nervous system, which is inherently more difficult than many other body systems. And autonomics are not very visible in the body. We're very fortunate this semester to see some greater splanchnic nerves come into the abdomen and, and impinge on celiac ganglia. But that's really about where it ends. You don't really get to see um, inside these neural structures and see uh, where things are located and also get a chance to see where the periarterial plexus is. It's just kind of ambiguous and hard to see in the donor. So it was really valuable for the learners to, um, you know, at the end of week three of their, their gastrointestinal block to talk about these things. So that's kind of what anatomy <clears throat> has been like uh, for me uh, this, this week and today. And now, as I mentioned before, it's time to break away and go on a little bit of a family trip. And there, uh, there is a philatelic story behind where I'm going. And I'd like to share with you uh, just a couple of uh, family tidbits about um, how my wife's family, uh, which has a history in Arizona, had really fed into and really reignited my interest in stamp collecting. So, you know, I, I've been married um, to my wife for 10 years now, and I've learned about her family and been able to visit her family um, in Arizona. Family lives uh, in, in the northern area aspect of Arizona, but um, my, my wife's uh, grandmother's side, they have family origins in Tombstone, Arizona, which is great. It's very cool. We were able to visit Tombstone uh, not long ago and just... Uh, appreciate the history there, uh, the Wild West aspect, um, yeah, Wyatt Earp, OK Corral, all that cool stuff, and just really get to see um, a, a town in an area of the country that's really frozen in time. It's really pretty, pretty cool. So fast forward a couple of years later, and I'm, I'm learning more about the family, and it turns out that um, my, my wife's grandma's mother, so great-grandma, uh, was a postmaster or somebody that is in um, leadership and in management of a post office um, in a town. And so she was the postmaster of Tombstone, Arizona. And really, it, it seems like the more appropriate uh, job title for the office is postmistress. So that is pretty cool, and it seems like the best I can uh, extract from other family. Great-grandma was the postmistress from 1928 to 1936. So as you might imagine, being involved in the post office and being around postal materials, including postage stamps, 
uh, great-grandma Edith got into stamp collecting. And so essentially, um, I inherited her stamp collection. My mother's, uh, or excuse me, my wife's side of the family, uh, there's not a lot of siblings and there's not a lot of cousins. There's not a lot of uh, the generation, um, uh, individuals in my generation. So it's getting to be that time where uh, grandma is thinking about, you know, leaving some of her possessions for the enjoyment of other family members. And I was identified as somebody that would really enjoy uh, the stamp collection from great grandma. So I was super appreciative, still am very thankful to have received that collection. Uh, I was able to obtain it in the spring of 2017 when my in-laws made a road trip to Arizona. They were able to load up about two two typical moving boxes of uh, the collection um, occupied and they were able to bring it back to Colorado for me. So um, yeah, that was a real exciting uh, turn of events and it really sparked my interest in stamp collecting and it really got me thinking about how um, stamp collecting and postage postage stamps and postal history really do represent um, history and they represent stories and they represent things that are important to us people that are important to us events uh, yeah places in time so really cool um, connection and it's really got me thinking about putting together a very custom stamp album designing stamp pages in a you know, traditional processing um, software on a computer and then printing those and actually mounting the postal material in there. I think that would be very cool to do, very doable, very customizable, and would be an amazing way to record the history of my family and my wife's family. (coughs) So it seems like great-grandma Edith, um, she also had a role... um, historically in California with uh, in the 1950s and with the uh, the Communist Party uh, that, that the McCarthy era and how she basically went undercover as a, an FBI agent or CIA and she was able to get the names of several dozen card-carrying uh, members of the party and turn that information over to help kind of squash uh, that activity in, in the country at that time. So there's a lot of history there, and kind of based on that, um, and the, the the fact that my wife's side of the family is very well educated, uh, a lot of biographies have been written. So my wife's grandma wrote a pretty substantial 20-page biography of great grandma, and had that published at the Arizona Historical Society. So I already have the narrative, I already have the content, and what I'll be able to do is supplement that story with um, postal history. I've been able to find uh, um, envelopes or what we say in uh, philately covers that were sent to uh, Tombstone, Arizona, and upon being received there, were um, autographed by uh, Great Grandma Edith as the postmistress, kind of attesting to the fact that the the envelope had been processed. So right there that item could go into the album and can be accompanied by a description of her role with the um, tombstone post office so i'm getting ready to board a plane i'm at the airport i'll be flying into arizona to visit with grandma oh i've also forgot to mention uh, grandma is 101 years old so this is just a, a fantastic um, individual with such a rich legacy and a rich history and just a wealth of experiences 
that we can draw upon and, and enrich our lives today, even though society evolves over uh, decades and over a century. Um, there's a still a lot of, you know, ideas and philosophies that are really um, influential and important uh, today, uh, regardless of the technology and the way we go about our daily lives. Uh, the same problems um, still exist um, at a core level. So it's good to chat with her about her experiences and her perspective. So I'll be going to Arizona, and uh, it's highly likely that when I get there, uh, Grandma has another bag of stamps for me. Uh, probably not from Great Grandma's collection, but she's just an amazing, thoughtful woman, and uh, there's no doubt that she's come across some kind of postage stamps in the, in the last year since I visited with her, and she's ready to pass those on to me again, um, and ultimately to my uh, my daughters, my two young kids. So I feel like now's a good time to cut that off. Um, just kind of, again, sharing with you what's going on in my life related to anatomy and philately and just giving you some some stories and some examples of how exciting this really is, how interesting this is, and how I can find a, a synergy and excitement behind two things I'm really interested in, um, being an excellent teacher of human anatomy to students in healthcare professions and also a, uh, a philatelist, somebody that enjoys collecting uh, postal material that it itself has a wealth of history and story behind it. So um, I will try to post some pictures of the items I'm discussing. Um, if I get around to it, uh, you'll, you'll find those on Twitter. I'm really active on Twitter uh, professionally and uh, in the anatomical circle, as well as with some philatelic postings related to anatomy. So you'll want to find me on Twitter at mpasco. That's M for Mike, and Pasco is P-A-S-C-O-E. I hope you are um, enjoying the tidbits thus far. And if you want to send me a message, if you're listening to this on Anchor, go ahead and uh, drop me a message. It seems like you've got about 60 seconds um, in which you can do that. I got to go catch a flight. Hope you guys are having a great Thursday. And uh, until next time, take care.